You know, without, without the sunlight, there is no life on earth. You know, the, um, uh, we have laser light. Uh, how, you know, people, people, get he, uh, people get their cataracts removed with laser light. There's other surgeries, surgeries that are performed through laser surgery, and laser is just concentrated light. Um, I was, uh, I was you know, did a little research on, on light, and P, uh, doctors and psychiatry say that people, uh, people that are depressed need to get into the light. So not only that, but uh, Jesus, again, was a demonstration of light. In, uh, it says of him in Matthew 4, um, 15, it says, the people who sat in darkness saw great light. And those who sat in the regions of death, light has dawned. Now, I have a purpose in all this. It's not just to, just not to talk about light. I think, there's, uh, I think we need to have, our messages need to be something that applies to us today. Now, I'm, gonna already, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil the ending and tell you, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, but what was the other thing he said about light? He said, you are the light of the world. And Jesus also said, the things that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do. And really, it's not difficult you know, the, I think it's in Corinthians where it talks about the simplicity of the gospel. There's a, now, the simplicity of the gospel is to be able to preach it, declare it make, it, make it not only to be understood, but also to make it to be applied. The gospel can be applied by the average person. Any, do we have any average people in here? Do we have any above average people here and here? Do we have any people who think they're below average? Where, whatever average you are, you can apply the gospel because one thing, you're not just average in God's sight. You are uh, raised up, lifted up with him, seated with him in heavenly places. So you are raised up. Um, he, uh, light, again, brings healing. He says in Luke chapter 7, 22, he says, Jesus answered and said unto them, go tell John the things you have seen and heard. John, uh, John was uh, sent to declare the coming Messiah. He recognized Jesus as the coming Messiah. And he also uh, looked at Jesus and he said to his disciples, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. Well, you know the story. Herod arrested John for telling Herod that he, was, uh, he had unlawfully taken his brother's wife. And so uh, Herod had him thrown in jail. And so while John was sitting in jail, do you think if you got thrown in jail, you might get a little depressed. Well, John was sitting in jail and he was wondering, did I get the right guy? Have you ever had second thoughts? Did I get the right guy? Well, one of the things he was sitting in jail and one of the prophecies, prophecies of Jesus is that he would set the captives free. What's John? He's a captive. He's sitting in jail. He's wondering, well, if he is the Messiah, why am I still in jail? <laughs> have, you ever, uh, have you ever thought to yourself, well, if Jesus is the healer, why am I still sick? If Jesus is my provider, then why am I broke? You know, if Jesus, if Jesus wants to take me to my destiny, why am I still in this same rut? The reality is, is Jesus is who he says he is. He is who he says he is. He does what he promises. I didn't want to get into this uh, today, but the, th the thought is that every, everything God promises requires an act of faith. Everything and it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be big. 
says to the cripple, rise up and walk. He says to the blind man, after he rubs mud in his eyes, I hope I never, well, I don't want to say that. (laughs) You know, go walk. You know, he rubs mud in his eyes and he says, go wash at the pool of Siloam. An act of faith. He spits on somebody. There's a story, but I cannot tell you that story. I will, I will. (laughs) Anticipation. I remember, uh, how many of you remember when my my left eye was uh, lazy and it was over to the side? And, um, you know, I I was at a pastor's meeting. And some guy come up to me and he says, man, he says, the Lord told me. <laughs> he says, if I spit in your eye, you'll be healed. And I, oh, God. <laughs> so I let him. I got an infection. But anyway. <laughs> but hallelujah, you got to take steps of faith. Praise the Lord. And let me just tell you this, you know, uh, God has various means and ways to get you healed. I, uh, I believe God for my eye. I, I prayed, you know, I, I did everything. And I was at a VA, at the VA hospital, and they, I, I know I told you this, but I was at the VA hospital, and um, this doctor said, you want us to fix your eye? Make a long story short, sure. And the thing, I knew it had to be God, because they don't fix cosmetic, because it wouldn't have, it didn't improve my eyesight. It just improved my appearance. Now, I know you might have thought, well, how could you improve that appearance? But it did <laughs> It did improve my appearance. You know, that was a real stumbling block for me. Uh, you know, because when we get new people coming into the church, I'd say hi to them and they'd look around to see who I was looking at. And, uh, you know, I'd be preaching and, and uh, people would go up to Melody and says, Pastor was looking at me the whole time. She says, well, what eye was he looking at? <laughs> That's your what? If it was the left eye, she says, well, he wasn't, you know. But bless God, God opened the door. I walked through, I took a step and walked through it. Took a step and walked through it. You know, we don't want to limit God. You know, my, really, to be honest with you, my, my my first thing is to try to do everything natural. Everything. You know, but, you know, if you're in a car accident and you, you know, your leg's busted, you know, you can't take herbs to fix your leg. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So anyway, to get back to the, uh, to the message, <laughs> Jesus answered and said, go tell John. He's in, he's in jail. He's depressed. He's wondering, is this the right guy? Did I miss it? Have you, have you ever given a word and thought you missed it? Has somebody given you a word and you thought they missed it? You know, sometimes it takes, you know, Abraham had to wait 25 years for his prophecy to come to pass. 25 years. You know, if we have to wait 25 minutes, well, you know, we don't even, we don't, we're, uh, now we're impatient with the microwave. You know, if, uh, if, we're, uh, if, we're on, uh, if we're on the internet and man, that website we go to doesn't download right now, we're gone. We don't wait for anything. So, so Abraham waits 25 years. John, John is wondering, did I get the right guy? 
Jesus, uh, so he sends his messenger. Jesus said, go tell John the things you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Gospel, what's gospel? Gospel is good news. Well, what's good news to a deaf man? He can hear. What's good news to a blind man? He can see. What's good, to a la- what's good news to a lame man? He can walk. What's good news to, uh, what's good news to somebody that's broke? They get unbroke. What's good, to, what's good news to somebody who's mentally depressed? They see the light of day. They come out of the darkness. They come out of, they come out of those things that have held them down. What's good news to the oppressed? They are set free. They're set free. So we have got the good news to carry. Jesus said, as, I, as the Father sent me, so send I you. You are carriers of the good news. Say, so, well, I don't, I, I don't have a degree. Well, turn up the thermostat. You can get some more. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't need a degree. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Give what you got. If Jesus has healed you, tell somebody. Especially somebody that needs healing. If Jesus has shown you the light of day and he's brought you out of depression, he's, he's uh, saved you from being a drunkard, he's saved you from being a pervert, he's saved you from whatever, whatever way you've walked in, the Bible says that you can share. You don't have to have a degree. How many of those disciples had a degree? How many apostles had a degree? How many of those people that spread the word all over Asia had a degree? I don't think there's too many of them. Probably wasn't any degrees to get at that time. You don't need a degree, you got Jesus. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and abrades not, let him ask in faith. Everything we do requires some form of faith. But God doesn't make it difficult. God does not make it difficult. We make it difficult in our mind. How many of you imagine? You imagine what's going to happen. You imagine what what, what you might have to do. Everybody's always worried when they get saved, I hope God doesn't send me to Africa. <laughs> well, people that have gone to Africa really enjoy it, to tell you the truth. I hope God doesn't send me there. The reality is, is everywhere God sends, sends us, we enjoy. Hallelujah. I especially enjoy the food. I don't think I've gone anywhere where I didn't enjoy the food, (laughs) especially Latin America. I've never been to Asia, but uh, glory be. Who knows? So light brings healing. Thank you, Jesus. I want to know how many of you can testify of a healing Jesus has done for you. I I mean, I want an expression of a hand. Has anybody been healed by the Lord at any time? Look at all these hands that have gone up. Some, you know, they used to say, they said in Time, was it Time Magazine? They uh, they said God is dead. There was a magazine years ago. (laughs) Years ago, God is dead. I think they're dead, but yeah. (laughs) But the reality is, is God's not dead. God's not dead, surely Allah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 
Just going back a few pages to Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 4, and we'll begin in verse 17. Luke chapter 4 and verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. Jesus had uh, commissioned 70 disciples. You know, Jesus didn't have just 12 disciples. He expanded to 70. He had actually sent them out and uh, told them to preach the gospel, heal sick, and they came back. It says, the 70 returned again with joy. How many of you need a little joy in your life? The 70 returned again with joy. One of the things we found out, if, if people are depressed, one of the best ways to get them out of that is to get them helping other people. Get them to help other people so that they're not, so that they're, reality is not, fo their, their mind is not constantly focused on themselves. You know, you, sometimes we think, oh, oh, we got it so bad. Uh, and I know we have people here in the United States in the same condition. But I remember uh, my first missions trip was going to Haiti. And I remember we went to this, uh, this place. It was, it was a cardboard city. There were just thousands and thousands of boxes where people were living in boxes. They, they'd, find, they'd find any cardboard they could and they would put together some, some form of shelter. And so, you know, when you're, even at that time, well, I wasn't living in the trailer at the time. I was living in that yellow house, which... Uh, Anyway, anyway, when I looked at those cardboard boxes, my house looked like a mansion. You know, no matter where you're at, I mean, my trailer would have looked like a mansion compared to, you know, we have that same thing in the United States now. You know, we're, and, you know, I don't want to just say, well, you know, if you think you ought to bed, look at other people. Jesus wants to lift everybody up. He wants to lift, he wants to lift the homeless up. He wants to lift everybody up. But light also brings transformation or, or it brings the kingdom of God. It brings the manifestation of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 28, it says, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Then the kingdom of God is come unto you. So what he's saying here, when devils are getting cast out, the kingdom is being manifested. Now, I don't go looking for devils. I don't try, I don't, and I don't think there's a demon behind every bush. And I don't think everybody's got a devil. But if they show up, we deal with it. Just to let you know, you know, some people have this demon, this demon thing. And I believe in demons. I've cast, I've cast them out. I cast one out of me one time. You want to hear that story? Okay. <laughs> Jeff does. <laughs> I was a young man, uh, probably uh, 22, 22, 23 at the time. And um, I, was always, I was always worried. I was always fearful. I always had this gut thing of fear. And uh, I remember I was at a Bible, uh, Melody and I were at a Bible study, and... Um, 
Wayne Brooks preached. You don't know Wayne Brooks. I love that guy. But uh, he had preached, and so at the end of the thing, we, were, uh, we got up, we, we stood up to hold hands and pray, and there was a woman in a wheelchair. And so we were praying, and her daughter walks in, and so they, they said, why don't you join us in prayer? So she got in the prayer circle. And um, so we were all just randomly praying, and I just, and I just said, uh, I just confess in the name of Jesus that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And I command you, spirit of fear, to leave me now in Jesus' name. And I felt something left. And then that girl that walked in, the people that were holding her hands said her hands turned as cold as ice. And she was lifted up and thrown to the floor. Sounds like the exorcist, doesn't it? And so we all, we all get around here and thank God for Wayne Brooks. He knew what to do. I didn't, know what to, I didn't always know what to do. You ever been in a situation you just don't know what to do? So, oh, Lord, send somebody. He, he said, I did. I sent you. And so Wayne Brooks comes over and commands that demon to come out. It left. Well, the, why was she open to that spirit? Now, this doesn't happen all the time. Don't, don't worry about it. But what happened was she had a fear that she was going to end up like her mother. And so she, had, she was already open to fear. So when I commanded my fear to leave, man, it just went to the clo- closest door, closest opportunity. You know, that's why we need to... Re- you know, we... Do you confess the word... I got one person that responded. I said, do you confess the word? Every day. Hallelujah. Do you confess that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? Do you confess that you are more than a conqueror through him that loved you? And that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and that you are seated with Christ in the with heavenly places, and that you are accepted in the beloved, that you are not rejected, but you are accepted, that you are not uh, sick, but you are healed, that you are not poor, but you are rich, because Jesus, we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he were poor, yet through his poverty, be, uh, we became rich. That's not exactly the way it goes, but that's, that's it. He became poor, though we could become rich. He became poor, though we could become rich. Now, I'm not saying we're going to be Donald Trump. I'm not saying we're going to be uh, Bill Gates. But the reality is, is that we will have all our needs supplied according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And if he's got a purpose and a destiny and a plan for you, then he will raise you up to that. You know, God God doesn't want all Christians to be poor. He don't want any Christians to be poor. But he wants, he wants Christians to have money so they can spread the kingdom. They can spread the kingdom. You, you look in the book of Deuteronomy and he talks about that I have given you all of these blessings so that you could spread the covenant. You could spread the covenant. Thank you, Jesus. So what is the one is the one what's the one thing that light does it expels the darkness it expels the power the uh did I read uh, did I read Luke 10:17 I did that the 70 return with joy yeah. I read that okay thank you So in John, John 5, verse 30, how, do we, how are we capable 
of spreading the kingdom of God? How are we capable of spreading the light of God? You think we ought to do it like Jesus did? You think we ought to, you think what? You know, some people think, well, you know, Jesus did that because he's God. Now he is God. But doesn't the scripture say that he laid all that aside and became a man? I mean, he was still God, but he decided to lay it aside. Anybody remember the, uh, the mo- movie or the book, The Prince and the Pulper? Well, there was a prince, and he wanted to get, he wanted to get out and see what it was like in the, uh, in the uh, common world. And so somehow he runs into like a twin, a kid that looks just exactly like him, but he's just a poor, you know, a poor pauper. So he, uh, he brings this kid in, they... You know, he cleans them up. He, you know, change, they change clothes. So, so the pulper becomes a prince, and the prince becomes a pulper. So they both experience each other's worlds. Well, Jesus, came, Jesus became a pulper that you could become a prince. He became a pulper so that you can become a prince. So when Jesus... When Jesus laid all of his deity aside to walk as a man on the earth, he says in John chapter 5, he's telling the Pharisees, I can of my own self do nothing. John 5.30. I can of my own self do nothing. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if any of you have ever had this uh, issue, but have you ever thought you could just do it yourself? You know, we even got stores that say, do it yourself. <laughs> like Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, all these different. Do it yourself. I like the one commercial where guy's cutting down a, got a chainsaw. He's cutting down a tree and it either falls on the shed or <laughs> the car or something, you know. But that's what happens when we try to do it ourselves. When we try to spread the kingdom in our own power and our own strength, we make a bigger mess sometimes than, uh, than we would otherwise. But Jesus said, uh, you know, if he's, if he's the son of God, if he's, if he's God, and he, how could he say why? He says, I can of my own self do nothing because he laid, his, he laid that deity aside so that he could walk as you and I so that you and I could follow in that footstep and do the same thing he did. He said, of my own self, I can do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. One of the things of doing, doing the will of God. Now, God is gracious. He doesn't wait until you're perfect. Turn to somebody and say, thank God. He doesn't wait for me to be perfect. Oh, well, I know you're perfect, but. It reminds me of that old country song. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. When you're perfect in every way. (laughs) Well, you know, I I believe that some people have an underlying belief. That they, they might not think they're, they're totally perfect, but they think they can do it. Well, Jesus, if Jesus said, I, of my own self, I can do nothing, then bless God, I know I can't do anything without him. You know, it's good to tell God every once in a while, Lord, I can't do anything without you. Cannot do anything without you. He says, he says, I do not seek my own will, but rather the will of the Father who sent me. This is how we spread the kingdom of God, by, li- by praying and listening 
for the voice of God. If you read through the book of Luke, you'll, you'll, underline, you'll be able to recognize many times where Jesus went apart to pray. You know, apparently it was a regular habit for him because his disciples came and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. So if he wasn't praying, then they would have never asked him that. Would have never asked him that. So, thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, well, I need to read this. In John cha- uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 18, let me ask you a question first. Do you think if you're doing the will of God, everybody's going to be all happy about that? You know, I, I was under the delusion. Man, I'm gonna, we're going to save the world. We're out, of, we're out of Bible school, and we're going to save the world. Hallelujah. You know what? But we're reaching the world. You know, you're reaching the world, too. Do you know that you're actually helping pastors? Not only around the world, but here in the United States. Because what we, because what we do, you're also a part of. We've also, got, uh, we've also got people in this place, uh, a couple of girls there that have been overseas. Well, you've been away. Yeah, you've been overseas. Destiny, you went to, what, China? And uh, I forgot where you went, Elena. You've been around, been around, been around. I've been around, get around. Woo! Larry's been to Africa. Tracy's been to Africa. Lena's been to Africa. Loretta's been to Africa. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Jeff's been to Africa. He brought back the spoils. Rebecca's been around. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, you know, world outreach. Little, you know, God, why did, you know, I said to God, God, why are you punishing me? What sin did I commit to be sent here? Well, you know, when you're young and dumb, you just don't know. You know, but God can reach anywhere in the world from anywhere he puts you. Anywhere he puts you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's no place he can't get you if he wants you to go. Thank you, Jesus. So, we know that everybody's not going to like it, but praise the Lord. We do it anyway. It says, therefore, the Jews sought to kill, sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then he answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. If the Son can do nothing of himself, what can you do of yourself? You know, if you are ministering to the sick, don't worry if they're going to get healed. Don't sweat it because it's not you doing it anyway. If you are sweating it, then you are thinking you're doing it. You are worried about your reputation. That's why sometimes we don't want to pray for people because we are afraid that they might not get healed, but you are not the healer. You're just the hand layer on her. <laughs> and do you know that Jesus, you're the hand layer on her. 
So, you know, I, I've ministered this before, but when I was in Brazil, um, you know, we were going, going to various churches and uh, the, one of the ministers, he's from the United States, but he's living there now. He's actually taking uh, children out of sex, sex trafficking, rescuing uh, children in sex trafficking. And uh, he was talking to him. His name is Nick Billman. And he says, he says if, you, if you're ministering and you begin to feel yourself get off of the rug of peace, stop and get yourself back on. So every time I minister, I get myself, I, I have this picture in my mind that there's, I'm standing on a rug, and that if I, and if I begin to sense a, a nervousness or whatever, then I picture myself getting back on that rug, and I, and I don't let myself get worried whether they're healed or not. And then I've also found if I can get them in peace, then they're going to receive, they have a better chance of receiving healing. I'll give you an example of this. Um, you know, I'll be praying for people and, and they'll squint. And they'll be praying in, praying in tongues. You know, and, uh, you know, they're not in peace. They're not in peace. They're, they're praying. They're, they're, they're trying to rev it up so they could try to, get, try to get God. They're not in peace. So I just say, you know, Relax. Don't worry about it. Just, just relax. You know, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, people will get healed. You know, you know even sometimes people in stress. <laughs> you just tell them to relax, then all the pain leaves. They just need, they just need to cool. They just, just need to relax. Take a deep breath. You know, get out in the sunshine. Get some vitamin D. Hallelujah. Get out in the sun. So, he says, I can of my own self do nothing, but what I see the Father do, for what, for what things soever he does, these things doeth the Son likewise. So when he's in his prayer, that doesn't mean God gives him a list while he's in his prayer. But you can be in prayer and you've prepared your spirit and then you'll come into a situation and your spirit will jump, your spirit will leap, or you will know that that's something God wants you to minister to. And so then, and so then you make the approach. But he goes, on to, uh, he goes on to answer. He says, For the Father loveth the Son. The Father loveth the Son and shows him all things that, uh, that himself does. The Father loves the Son. Isn't that wonderful? God loves Jesus. Isn't that wonderful that God loves his only begotten Son? But do you realize you realize that the Father loves you with the same love that he loved Jesus with. The Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Are you saying, where's that in the Bible? I'm glad you asked. He says in John chapter 17, verse, verse 23, he says, he says, you have loved them as you love me. So do you think that if God showed Jesus all these things that he could do, that Jesus, that God, the, he showed Jesus that because he loved him, do you think that if God loves Jesus as much as he loves you, that he won't show you things? You know, I... Um, I got a phone call the other the other night. It was somebody from from another state, and usually it's uh, it's a long conversation, you know. And I was just getting ready to settle down for a long winter's nap, 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, um, so it went on and on, and I was, it just, I was just ready to shut her down, get her done, whatever. <laughs> and, and I was just about ready to say something, and God said, just listen. So then we went on, <laughs> went on for a while, and uh, that, thing, that thing rose up again. I was ready to get her done. I was ready to go down for my long winter's nap, and, and uh, I was about ready to say something. God said, just, it just rose up, just listen. You know, God, it's fun. You know, God does not give you a detailed description. You know how I got here? I was living in Missouri. Not misery, but Missouri. <laughs> and, um, and God said, put your stuff in storage. Go to the Northeast. That was it. How would you like to uproot your family? I mean, I'm not just, I'm not just moving my wife and two kids. I am leaving my entire family. You know, my parents, my brothers and sisters, my cousins, friends. You know, it was a sacrifice. But God said, put your stuff in storage, get in your car, go to the Northeast. That's not a whole lot of... Well, Abraham, I don't, even, I don't know if he got that much. God just said, God just said, go and I'll show you, and I'll show you when you get there or something. <laughs> you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of detail with God, but He gives you just enough that you what you have to do, you have to step out in faith. You have to step out in faith. I find it easier just to take one step at a time instead of trying to figure out. The, the end goal. Try to one step at a time. I used to not like this song, but I do like the, uh, the one phrase. <laughs> uh, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. <laughs> Did you say that's your favorite song? Oh, Pap's favorite song. But anyway, so I, you know, we can change it to this. One step at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking of you. One step at a time. One step at a time. But you know what? All of us are trying to figure out the end. We're trying to figure out how to get to the end goal. If you knew the end goal, you wouldn't get there anyway. You know, a lot of times the detours we, we have to take are not God's fault. Lord, how did I get in this mess anyway? You took a detour. You, you, uh, you jumped ahead of God. But you know what? Oh, the, there's a, a scripture in uh, Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We not only prayer, but the word of God. The word of God is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So Jesus says that the Father loves you as much as he loves him. Maybe you don't realize how much he loves you. God really loves Jesus. God really loves Jesus. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you are in a mode or a thinking of condemnation, it is hard for you to even be able to hear the voice of God to even listen to what he wants you to do. That doesn't mean God's not speaking, but it has to go through your filters of unworthiness. It has to go through your filters of condemnation. But God said there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if there is no condemnation, why is there any in you? Ask yourself the question, why do I still have condemnation if God does not condemn me? Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Brothers and sisters, we have to receive that love. We have to receive that light. We have to receive that peace before we can spread. Now, God will use you where you are. You don't have to be perfect to be used by God. It amazes me. I mean, it amazes me sometimes how God will use me. Have you ever been talking to somebody and all, man, all of a sudden, man, these answers start coming out. And you're thinking, man, I ought to write that down. <laughs> God is using you. Holy Spirit's dwelling in you. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We have to receive that love. We have to receive that light. Therefore, we can be able to give it. We're in a season. Actually, I didn't get to it, but in uh, Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to preach deliverance to the captives. And, but it also says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I looked that up in the Greek and what it means is is to receive warmly. God is receiving warmly those who will come to him. Now, he's still seeking. He's still seeking. He's still yearning. He's still wooing you, calling you. You say, well, I'm already saved. Are, do you want to get a little... You, how many of you know you can get a little closer? You know, I'm, you know I was married uh, the last week. I was married last week. But there was nobody home. <laughs> last night, she came home. She, she's closer, but she ain't totally back. <laughs> so we can get closer, closer, and closer. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're delighted, Lord God, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon all of us. Lord, as the Father has sent, Lord, as the Father sent you, you said that you would also send us. Father, I just, I just decree right now, Lord God, where there's fear, we shut it down. In the name of Jesus, we shut down fear, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. Where there's rejection, we break that off in the name of Jesus, and we decree that we are accepted in the beloved.
we break off right now everything that would cause us to see ourselves as less. For Lord, you see us, Lord, as your sons and daughters. You said, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. So right now we just receive, Lord God, the benefit of the gospel. We receive your grace. We receive your anointing. We receive your healing. We receive your life. We receive your love. We receive your power. And Lord God, by faith, we're going to step out and walk in it in Jesus' name. For the Lord says, I've called you even into my army, says the Lord. For the Lord says, you are not those who have not been trained. You, have not, you are not those who have, uh, who, have, uh, wa- uh, who have set on the sidelines never to be used. For the Lord says, I don't have any bench warmers. For the Lord says, I have called each and every one to participate in my kingdom, to participate in my, in my glory, to participate in my power. So the Lord says, rejoice. The Lord says, fear not, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the Lord says, I am speaking to you even this very day what I would have you to do. And the Lord says, so rejoice for I'm gonna manifest myself through not only your words, but your hands and your, your ears are gonna hear me clearly, says the Lord. For the Lord says, I am raising up a people that will hear my word and will spread my kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, I think Jesus was speaking today. And if you don't think he was, you can tell me later.